go. Hello and welcome to the Left Back on the Bench podcast with a weekly update. This week focusing on League One and League Two finishing their season and repercussions come from this, along with a wide variety of other new news topics that have appeared this week. I'm your host today, Charlie Cullen, and with me as always, the Marouane Fellaini to my David Moyes, Lucas Uhatch. Love hey, that. Lucas. Love that. I love that intro, bro. I do love that intro, but... Because, you know, you're a big, gangly <laughs> Belgian bloke who throws elbows. Well, um, to be honest with you, I, I think... Who's taller out of me and you? Is it me or you? I actually don't know. Like... Height-wise, it's true. We're both we're both fairly fucking short, but I think yeah, I'm probably like, maybe slightly compared to like our friends. We're we're the shortest too, really. But yeah, um, but where um, Brad might be on um, our level as well. Yeah, I think Brad, but like Jake... well, none of us, no one's particularly tall. Jake's gangly. Ryan's pretty tall. Uh, Ryan Sadler. Sad, like... I think Sadler's quite tall. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I don't think then even then. I think when you stand there, we all stand next to each other. There's not a ton of ton of difference no is there's no one like who's like six foot three or like like uh, uh, i guess reese reese when he's about or callum they're yeah, both pretty yeah motherfucker. yeah they are well reese is built up reach out so <laughs> yeah callum callum's callum's got callum's really high, tall. yeah yeah but uh i'm good man how about yourself you enjoying yeah the rest doing of all right man yeah i gotta go running later making an effort after skipping two days because i can't be bothered uh Oh, got yeah. more shifts from work that I found out I'm doing, so oh, I've got busy. Not ne- next week's not too busy. The week after I'm pretty busy, but it's cool. Money, yeah, that's it. Can't mind. Man. Yeah, is is say this furlough thing? At some point, you had to go back to work, and the, yeah, it's the same with me. The sooner the better. You had to like I didn't want to be sitting around for too long because I. I don't want to get too comfortable because I was starting to enjoy being off and like. Same. Get, <laughs> I get, loved it. You got uh, the thing is I got into like a nice little routine. I used to get up like considerably early. I'd say eight o'clock. Normally that's early for some people, but for me that's quite late because I'm normally a, a half five riser normally. Yeah, and, I was about uh, to say I'm. Well, where I, I'm not naturally like a early rising motherfucker, and I I worked a lot of earlies like back at work. I've just gone by the complete opposite. Like, I've been getting up about like 11, 12 o'clock regularly. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, as I say, when you had nothing to do, there's no point caring, mm. really. But, well, now now there is a bit of point because now you're going back to work soon. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'm still been like, the thing is, I'll just stay up late as well. That's the thing. I'll just, just get distracted watching stuff. So it's not even like I'm just sleeping in for the sake of it. It's literally just like my, my body. My my time frame of a day has changed completely. It's so weird. Mm. So I've got, I've got to try and hopefully sort out by next week so I can get into like... I don't have like... I don't start with super early shifts though, so it's okay. I've got like some mid... Because I'm, I'm, we're only going in as, in random hours to sort of cover stuff. Yeah. But anyway, shall we move on to the uh, weekly update topics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can. Yeah, we've got a few topics. To, to pre-warn the listener, we didn't have like... It was a slower news week than normal. Let's just say that. There was one major thing that I think was really interesting to look at, and that was League One and League Two have ended their seasons, which is pretty pretty big news. The uh, third and fourth flights of English football just saying, now nah, we're we're done. <laughs> here's here's our promoted teams. Here's our relegated teams." Uh, before we go into who that was, Lucas, what do you think 
about League One, League Two, stop him. Um, I'm fifty fifty with it personally, um, because if you look at the teams itself, and most of their teams rely on the match day revenues, because most of these teams down below don't don't get the money like the Premier League teams do, like from the TV rights, the sponsorship money, and that they're not a global market market team. So they they rely on the match day fees for people coming in, buying their shirts, and all that. And the club yeah. has ta- these clubs have taken a massive loss. But on the flip side, I have to feel sorry for the teams that were fighting for promotion. The teams just in the lower echelons of the league, just like they were starting to pick up form. There's a few teams in I think it was League One where they were starting to pick up good form and as a result of the league finishing, they've been knocked out of the playoffs, which it's heartbreaking. I'm not a supporter of these teams, but if I was, it's soul-destroying thinking about it. No, it's a weird situation because right now you have, like, these two have ended, but then I think the National League still haven't decided. But I think the problem is, like, everyone... Below, everything below the National League had stopped, pretty much. They were like, yeah, we're just ending our season. I think the conference is like uh, National League North and South were both like, yeah, we're done. Um, we're just stopping the season. And I think now it, National League, I think, have to decide on... There'll be a, there will be a situation like, do we just end our season and automatically promote, automatically? Or like, do they go into a playoff? Because... Uh, now the League One, two, League One, League Two have announced that they have, like, they still have to move and shuffle about. Mainly because the championship's still going as well. Like, League One has to go because championship are going to relegate and promote. So our um, Premier League is going to have a relegation, of course, as well as per usual. And then League One, I guess now they have to sort of like, well, we got to shove shove some people up. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with you. It, it sucks for these clubs that they don't really have a lot of financial backing to kind of keep going during these times compared to like the more um, the championship and Premier League level teams. Yeah, I just I just think with the championship and Premier League, there's still more to fight for. Like the teams like Leeds and West Brom who are out and out, if the season finished, if they did what League One and League Two did, They'd they'd still be going up, but it's the people who are on the fringes of the playoffs, and they're in the playoffs which could have been affected. But as I yeah. said, there's more at stake in the championship. Where if you're in the, the money, well, yeah, if you're lucky enough to be in one of them positions where you're actually still fighting for a chance to get into the playoffs, there's there's a lot on the line because going into the Premier League is probably one of the biggest. Well, I, don't, I think you get over 140 million from being in the Premier League. And... Well, in general, it's it's a weird story to interrupt. It's a weird thing with the with League One and even to the Championship to a lesser extent. Because Championship, we do get regular TV coverage for the most part. They do these teams do get a they get a Saturday game. I believe they get a Sunday game, but it's also mainly they get like the Wednesday night football. 
Uh, yeah, and they, they normally then, get a Friday game, don't they, if the Premier League isn't playing uh, Friday? Yeah, I think when, they, when you don't get a... Yeah, if there's no Friday Premier League game, we, there has been uh, Friday night championship games. And, yeah, it's just one of them things. I think, mean, like, you know, with um, League One, that isn't regularly televised. So it almost made, like... Because by the time their play, all these playoffs happen, Premier League's over. Most, like, top league football has finished. So it's a nice way to get eyes on the championship if you haven't been following it as much to get these like playoff promotion battles. Um, and then you have like uh, the League One promotion like uh, playoffs, and it's sort of like the fast like the one time like them teams get on TV. And even if you don't win it, it's a big deal to like you know go an entire season with no TV, and then like oh we've done really well, we get we get a match or two on TV, mm. and then it's almost like with the Promotion added on top of that, it's really cool. It can lead to heartbreak as well. I think of like Sunderland last year coming so close to then at the last hurdle lose to Char- Charlton and they don't get promoted, but they got a documentary out of it. <laughs> yeah, they got. I think this season for Sunderland, I think the documentary is going to be quite interesting. Um... We'll be curious how they do this, yeah, because especially seeing as uh, they might be one of the teams that have been felt hard done by by mm. these promotions. So should we start with League Two and just go through what's exactly happened? Yeah, go on, go on. Okay, so I'll just go through like the actual results of League Two once I scroll down. So this is from Sky Sports. So this is like the general who's going up, who's going down. So the champions are Swindon. The automatic promotion is Crewe and Plymouth. And we have a playoff of four teams, including Cheltenham Town, Exeter, Colchester and Northampton. And... The only current relegated team is Stevenage. And that's only for now because there's still a debate whether I think or not. Like it, it, Their one kind of half debate depends on what happens with the National League, if they're promoting or if they're just flout ending their season. Mm. Well, it is weird because I'm I'm looking at the League 2 table and there's three teams getting promoted automatically, right? And then you look at, we'll we'll go back onto the League One, but if you look at League One, there's three teams getting relegated. But the thing is, you've still got these teams in the playoffs. How's that going to work out? Are they going to have like a a sudden death? Are the team in the playoffs going to play the team in League One? Yeah, I don't know. Have you noticed that? That's that's, that's something to be curious about because what's the point of having a playoffs where, oh yeah, there's only three teams getting relegated? Ah, uh, no, I get it, because Berry, yeah, Berry. Oh, yeah, Berry, so, yeah, 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 I get it now. Oh, yeah. Tragic. Well, this, it'll be good. Well, there is a, there is a few, like, weird things, so, Stevenage, yeah, they're the bottom of the table, Yeah. but, they might, there's the other thing that might help them for relegation is the Mackles town who are second to bottom they might have a potential points deduction due to uh, misconduct charges oh, so Stevenage I, I guess it, that's where that switches but so there is potential that it might be one and it will not one or the other but um, yeah and then the issue with these playoffs is a couple of teams are like the because of how they've done it, they've done it on overall points, and I think if the points are similar, there's, it's goal difference. Yeah. So, the four teams, yeah, Cheltenham, Exeter, 
Colchester and Northampton, they're all in the playoffs, but Port Vale were like one point off the top seven. Yeah, but... I think Brighton were like four points adrift with nine to play. So it's kind of like, like well, there was potential for these teams to catch had they not just decided they were done. Well, yeah, it, but it's it's a fair standing at the moment. If when when we look at League One, which we'll come on to later, it's I don't think any team in that league are gonna be annoyed with the with how how it's panned out really, because. They've all, well, pretty much Exeter, Northampton, Colchester, Port Vale and Bradford City, they've all played the same amount of games. So you could yeah. look at the, you could look at what they've been given, the data they've been given and say, well, it is fair to give Exeter, Colchester, Northampton all the pl- the playoff spot, which is, which is totally fair enough. So yeah. there isn't, as much controversy, and I, I think most of the teams, because this, because League Two, I, I was listening to the the football show on Sky Sports, and Gary Neville, as he is a Salford owner, he was in this meeting, and they knew about it a long time ago that this is what's going to happen, that they are gonna they are gonna cancel the league. So they knew about it a long time ago, but they were unsure what how they were gonna deal with it. Are they gonna do points per game or they're going to leave the standings as it is but they're doing now the points per game which is totally fair enough yeah but well I think this was always going to be the argument weren't it It had like all football been cancelled a lot of these leagues we've just been saying like look we're going to do we're going to do a points battle and I I guess use the goal difference so that would have been the way to settle these promoters because again it was one of the things of like had they just straight up cancelled the season and said, "Well, we're just going to re- we're just going to start afresh in uh, in um in the next year," there would have been the issue of like a lot of people, like mainly from the top flight, like Liverpool fan. Liverpool have pretty much ran away with the league, and I don't care what people say. All these fucking like City fans and everyone else being like, "No, no, they could have still fucking slipped up and like City could have got more points." It's like bullshit. I don't care. Like if if we continued from where it was. How that Liverpool team were and how that City team were, Liverpool were winning, and to have taken that win away from them, it would have been, it, it would have been like a, it would have been a fast man. It would have been like it would be carnage proper, around Liverpool. Yeah, carnage. It just would have been like, it wouldn't have been fair. Nah, you nah. then got this shit in the champ, and then you got all this shit with these, these bottom like these teams hanging in the bottom who are currently moaning about it, like. Yeah, I mean, mine is Norwich, but I guess the main one's fucking like West Ham. West Ham, Bournemouth probably have a claim because they were sort of re-hitting their form again. A few people got like a uh, match fit again to sort of make a difference in that team. They could have Aston Villa. come back. Aston well, Villa, Villa were the only ones. Villa were the only ones who wanted it ended. To be fair, well, it was West Ham. West, I know West Ham <laughs> Villa because I remember Karen Brady, who is one of the stars of The Apprentice. Uh, she said the season should be null and voided, and I'm thinking, well, well, no, nah, no, nah, it shouldn't. You just gotta bite your lip and just carry on. This is the best way I'm, of stuff going. And I was listening I'm, to talks. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to diss Villa, right? But a lot of these Villa fans and these people who work with Villa have to get a fucking serious rain check because like, I don't get it. Because they're saying, oh yeah, we should stop it. 
Yeah. I'm like, they they were asking for it to be stopped as if they were thinking, oh, we're going to be safe till next year. And it's like, no, no, there was still the potential. You're going to get fucking relegated, mate. Like, I don't know why you're thinking, oh, yeah, we got, we got away from it. It's like, listen, no, no, you can still go down. Listen, it's not, I'm just going to say honest, my honest opinion. It's their fault for being in this situation, really. It's their fault for not winning these games. They've had the chances. They're 1-0 up against Liverpool and it slipped away at home. So why are you why why are these Villa fans crying for saying it should be the no injuries avoided? definitely didn't help well, that, that, but, 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 think, but you know but, you know they, they had the options they Bournemouth. probably went the only team going full out in the uh the only, yeah Bournemouth had a lot of injuries yeah but well. they 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 weren't complaining West Ham had a few yeah but they but Bournemouth weren't complaining as much as Villa was like oh no. they were but Villa, Villa, what Villa did, they bought in Pepe Reina. They bought in a few players in January, but they haven't still panned out. Well, it isn't their fault because they spent so much money in the summer. And it, as I say, it's, it, it's, these, two, these two leagues, the Championship and the Premier League, they should be carried on because there's so much stake on the line. And plus, they have a benefit of all this TV revenue. But the, the, other, leagues, um, the lower leagues... The other weird one... The other one, really one that I know they were complaining about and we've talked about it before was the whole like empty stadium f- fiasco of like, oh no, but then that's not cool like because, you know, our crowd is really important to our games and I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to be, everyone's going to be affected oh, by this. Like... The Villa, yeah, it, Villa, Villa might have a decent crowd base. There's a lot of teams with decent crowd bases that are going to suffer from it like United, Liverpool, um, fucking the Chelsea fans and shit, yeah, man. Like the, the West Ham fans. You know, there's there's a lot of good fucking sides that have, like, Newcastle. There's a lot of good sides and sides struggling that have fucking fan bases and it might, it could affect their fucking game. And that's the whole point of this. Empty stadium, if anything, it adds more of a fair ground to it because it's like, yeah, no one's gonna... The, the, it, it, it really, I think it, like, it might, yeah, it might take away the home field advantage, but it also alleviates a lot of the pressure of playing an away game ridiculous i exactly agree with what you're saying but do you agree with what they've done in league two do you reckon the points yeah. per game is the correct thing to i go think it's by? fair it's, it's the fairest way to do it yeah it is, it is. consider con, the thing is you don't want to end the season saying oh well you played 37 games you should the season should be stopped like, hang on a minute we should try and predict it really and the gamble will be the gamble will be lower leagues right and I think it's one of the things where we talk about promotion and relegation battles anyway, is that it's not like the top flight of football, I think even in England and some other places where there is a lot of disparity between like the top six clubs and then like the newly promoted teams, because like a lot of the time the newly promoted teams do just straight up struggle because it is like a, there is a difference in the quality and like the level of players you have and stuff like that. But the championship and I think even League One to a little bit of an extent, and League Two. It's a hard fucking league. You know, you got more fucking matches, like more fixtures. It's sort of like any team on any day can beat beat another team. So even if you have like a West Brom and Leeds who are doing really well, they've also lost a lot of fucking games to some like teams that you wouldn't have thought. Like, you know, like when you, it's not like in the Prem where it's like, oh, okay, um, like, like this season, it's been like Liverpool against mostly anyone. Like, all oh, right, Liverpool playing um, Bournemouth. That's a fucking easy Liverpool win, whatever. The, the uh, Champions Championship has been like, oh, Leeds got fucking Millwall, and it's at Leeds. 
banging. Leeds are going to win this. And then Mill will win like 2-1 or something. And you're like, wait, what? It's so hard it's to a, actually bet on the Champions Predicting really. it's a fucking nightmare, dude. And I it think is. this is the thing. Yeah, there might have been teams that might have scraped out of the relegation or like whatever. But then that's just how it is. You've got to like deal with the fact that... It is we're what it league. is, really. It's like, yeah. as I say, it's the say you... You could look at like look. You could look at it like there should have been a penalty in the last minute for one of these teams, but the ref couldn't see it. It's not given, and they don't have the advantage of having VAR. So it's it's, it. it's like that. It's like it's like that. That's a good way of putting it. It's just saying, well, uh, this this should yeah. have happened, but this is what actually has happened. You just gotta take it on the chin. It's it's life and. In the end of the day, this will help the football leagues just because the thing is, there's no point in cogging up leagues where they've got like 26 teams, like the championship, like the the Premier League will have 23 teams if they them three teams move up and the Premier League don't have any teams come down. Listen, you need you need promotion and relegation to keep the football leagues going, so it, it, it's it'd be stupid not promoting and voiding yeah. the season so yeah i think personally league one league two i mean that was a perfect way they've just sorted it out really. yeah well um congrats to swindon for winning it congratulations to crew and plymouth for getting the automatic promotion yeah. good luck to cheltenham exeter colchester northampton in your playoffs because uh there's a rare opportunity for these teams that may not have scraped into that promotion flight they they because of what happened to uh, berry town like sad for berry but uh, their loss is one of them four teams' game. Yeah, I think it'll be cool seeing uh, Swindon and Plymouth coming back up. I don't really know much about Crew as a team, like um, you know, yeah, they're some not cool. a bad team. They had a lot of man. They've had a lot of Man United players go over there for the past few years. Yeah, so it is a nice little feeder, uh, cl- feeder club to them. Yeah. All right. Moving on to League One. Uh, this is kind of important because you and I both semi-pay attention to the championship from time to time. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. cool to see who's going to possibly go up. Um, I guess we'll start with yeah, what's uh, happening as far as who goes up, who goes down. So the champions of League One is a uh, Coventry. Very cool, for Coventry. Yeah, congrats. promote. Automatic pro- promotion goes to Rotherham. Congrats to you lot as well. And the playoffs, this is interesting, and I think we'll talk about this, and, we'll, you know, this is where the controversy starts. Playoffs will include Wickham Wanderers, Oxford United, Portsmouth, and Fleetwood Town, and the relegated teams, Tranmere, Southend, and Bolton Wanderers, man. Yeah. So, Coventry, this is a weird one for Coventry because of like how they've done this. They have now, um, it's such a weird like thing for them because it, they've technically like, it's sort of a historical thing for them. It's the first time since 1967 they've been crowned champions of a division. That's mad. It is mad. Yeah, they, which, I think they were in the, I think they were in the first season of the Premier League, if I don't. If I'm not mistaken, they were in the Premier League at some point. Coventry. They were one of them teams that like been up. I think they mainly just sort of coasted down for a long, long time to lead, like you know, into League One. They were in the Championship for a fucking for Yonks. I remember that. Yeah, but it's, it, they have actually got a good fan base. I think they do actually sell out their. Well, it's not their stadium. They sell out 
St Andrews, which is Birmingham Stadium. So they do, they actually have a big fan base, which is really nice. So hopefully, yeah, Coventry's they can get a weird stadium back. Coventry's a weird place because I think I'm, you know, I've known people who like moved there for work. Like a guy new back in Portsmouth moved there for work, and I'm asking him what's their deal. He's like, oh, it's kind of, kind of dead. <laughs> You get you get gigs and stuff, and then there is like yeah, your lo- like the local football is one of the very few things. I think a lot of people where it's like otherwise there ain't a sh- shite ton going on around Coventry. It's not like a, it's a it's, a it's not the town. biggest place. In- yeah, Coventry Uni, town, but yeah. it's not yeah, but it's, it's not. I've never, never heard it to be. It's not like an amazing nightlife Uni town compared to some. But I've heard it's yeah, that it's might just... have changed since then. I've heard I've, I've, I've I haven't like I've never been like the guy I knew. I haven't spoken to him in a while since he moved there. But yeah, no, Coventry, Coventry smashed it this year. Like, I'm looking at the last six games and they won what five, five out of the last six, and the other, the other one. Yeah, they they, drew they were the doing one, ridiculous. So, so now, fair play to Coventry, Rotherham as well. Rotherham. Yeah, so Rotherham, uh, they were on sixty points from thirty-five games, and they've grabbed the second automatic promotion place on the points per game system. Yeah, there's going to be a fair few t- and... Yorkshire teams in the. In the championship next year, well, I think you know there is like a large spread of like Yorkshire teams anyway throughout mm. football, so it's almost like you know you have. I mean, what we had like in, I mean, I think for forever, um, we talk about like you know Sheffield United sort of coming up into uh, into prep. prominence this season, the Leeds. potential of Leeds going up, Sheffield Wednesday sort of like a standard. I think always sort of in the championship kind of team, Huddersfield Town. Uh, mm. I'm probably missing one right now. Yeah. Rather than being on there as well. Uh, yeah, Hull. Hull's another one. Hull. Hull. Yeah. I think the, the the worst, the worst one we mentioned them earlier is Bradford, and Bradford's not the biggest city in the biggest city or town in fucking Yorkshire. So it's sort of like it's, it's, it does make sense there. Yeah, like Brad, like Leeds, Leeds and Bradford are like big cities. Like I've got a lot of family. Is there a team, team in York? Or am yeah, I? York, York City. There is a York. Yeah, yeah York City. City. I don't know where they are, but they might yeah, be. I think I think they're in the lower leagues, really. I think. Yeah. But, so you yeah. know what I mean? There's there's a big old spread of fucking teams there, like yeah. compared to some other like equally big uh, big counties. Mm, but this is where my yeah. point of discussion wants to be now about talking about these playoffs. Um, oh, yeah, the playoffs. Like, so, like you looking Oxford, at. I'll, I'll go through how this works, right? Because this is where we're going to talk about a little bit of controversy. Not controversy as much, but, but how it was handled with the points and stuff gets a bit iffy. So, Oxford, Portsmouth and Fleetwood all on 60 points from 35 games. So, they were like... There would have been like a good chance that they could have like closed the gap to get like over Rotherham. Like they were, you know, like had like Rotherham slipped up and like one of them teams had sort of got a little bit of momentum going forward. Wickham. The Wickham was a weird one because for a long, large point of this season, they were like pretty much at the top of the, uh, them, I think it was like them and Rotherham. Like they were like sort of consistently round that top, them in them top two places for a long time. Wickham did do a nice bit of a drop, but then I mean, they finished this on 59 points from 62. If they won, they they would they would have moved to that had they won their game in hand over Rotherham. Yeah. 
but which was unlikely. They've jumped from eighth to third because mm. of the points per game system. Well, Peterborough. Well, if you Peterborough look... was consistently around there. Yeah, but it's as I say, it's heartbreaking for Peterborough. Really mm. heartbreaking because I was, as I said, I was listening to the football show and they had the Peterborough owner on there, and at one stage he said they were in really good form. Peterborough, I think they only lot. I think they won nine out of their last thirteen games, so they were hitting a nice bit of form. And yeah, he was on the football show. Like said, I'm. Fr- I was fucking. I was confident we were gonna like get promoted or get into that spot. Like, there's no. Yeah. At least get into the playoffs. Yeah, and they were doing. They had a good fucking run. I remember they were like up top for a little while. The yeah. only team that like really has dropped, dropped from any of these fixtures, I think, was like Ipswich. Yeah, because they were up the top for a while, and then they've just sort of gone back to like being really mid table. Well, which they is... they finished their last four games. They lost all of their last four games. There and, you go. And well, if you look, I'm looking at the game. The games played, and Wickham have played 34 games, and compared to Oxford, Portsmouth, Fleetwood. And Peterborough, which is all in thirty-five, Wickham has a good, a good shout because if you if you think about it this way, because Berry aren't in the football league no more, that's an automatic win for any team. Yeah. So Wickham must have had to play Berry at some point, which is an automatic. Mm. Win. So yeah, this is yeah. where it, this is where it gets a bit tasty, really. But well, the, the thing the thing is right. Wickham, Wickham just hit a really bad bit of form towards the end, where at the most of the year they were top of the table. They were either first or second, and then they just took. They were getting decline and decline, and then they started picking up form. But football's such it's a the weird... issue with this. It's the issue with this league, though, mate. It's such a. Again, you might. I think it's that thinking because it's more. I've said with the championship before sometimes, like. Sometimes the teams that scrape by it, they do it based on pure fucking stamina, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's more of like a, like, how long can you go before, like, the wheels come off sort of situation in terms of, like, winning games and, like, especially with the amount of games you play in the fixtures. And I think in League One, that was the same thing. Like, Wickham came out the gates flying, did really fucking well. But eventually something's going to happen. It's probably, like, you know, if you've got, like, a... Your, you know, especially even with these teams, there's like, there's going to be like a, a, a your best starting 11. And playing that many games, someone's going to get injured. Someone's going to like, someone's going to, you know, like not be able to like keep playing like every single game. Mm. And then that becomes an issue of like, well, we've got to put on all these subs. I mean, your team's not as strong. I mean, you might have like a run of other other teams who are getting into the form and stuff like that. And that's just what happened, man. Like, I think that's why Wickham dropped so much. And it was like, it was a mad drop to them. Like if you, it, it'd be a drop now, but like, if you saw something like in the Premier League, you'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's tightly understandable, but I, I do feel sorry. As I said, again, I do feel sorry for Peter, bro, but, it is what it is. Uh, the only other team that you might case for feeling sorry for for that promotion thing, um, only because of like yeah the the fan base and everything. Uh, Sunderland were also on fifty nine points, but they played thirty six games, so we don't really know if they'd have like straight up caught up caught up with a lot of these teams. But I know it's like another year of heartbreak 
Sunderland and their fans, like after going last year really close to getting promoted, you know, made the playoffs finals against Charlton and Charlton just beat them. It's like no, no luck for them guys. No luck, no luck. But anyways, I just want to say congratulations to Coventry and Rotherham. Um, brilliant year for them. Um, I'll be, I'm happy for them to get promoted. They're, they're, they're two teams that are outright have done really well this season. Um, yeah. Also, congrats to Wickham, Oxford, Portsmouth and Fleetwood for getting into their yeah. playoffs pace. Yeah. As, 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 as I was thinking cool. today, it only takes, if they have one really, really good season, they could be earning 140 million if they get promoted. I love from the, the four, you know, the, the weird thing with these four teams, they've all got like some cool upsides. Like seeing them in the championship, there's I think all four of them have like a really cool. Um, well, like if you look, as I say, cool you, things going for them. They've had some look, dope things. I don't think Wickham, Oxford, or Fleetwood have ever been into the championship. No, I know Portsmouth. Yeah, not like not, not, not like Portsmouth, have, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for these teams to actually get their first run in the championship. Because like a team yeah. like Wick, team like Wickham and Oxford, and especially Fleetwood, they this is what they wanted to do. This is they want to get into the championships to say they want to cement themselves in the championship. Be like a team like Huddersfield, where they've been in the championship for a while. They 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 teeter on mid table, just close to relegation, but they do scrape out of relegation. And then, as I said, one magical season like the season that Huddersfield had can take them into. Where they have they have never been before. That is the actual great great champagne Premier League, and it it just yeah. be fantastic. It'd be fantastic to see one of these teams, even Portsmouth, in the championship. There's a lot of good upside for these teams going up. I think you know Oxford had a great FA Cup fixture against I think City was it? Yes, it was. They scored like a goal against City or something ridiculous like that, and it was like Jesus. It's like Oxford. Are... I think it was City. Or... Ox are uh, Leicester Arsenal. I think it was City. Yeah, I think it was City. Yeah, Oxford, like, because everyone thought, oh, Oxford going to get smashed. And they did get a goal. And it was like, oh, good on them, man. Scoring against, yeah. you know, one of the best teams in Europe. Mm. Wickham, I think they've got a lot of good upside with um having Akin Athenwa. He's always good for your, for your publicity and your media coverage. And, yeah. you know, it's, I think he is sticking around on that team for another year or so. So hopefully that'll be cool seeing him in the championship. Yeah. If they get promoted. Joey Barton uh, Fleetwood. Joey Barton with Fleetwood Town. He's done really well with Fleetwood Town. Despite I have a lot of things I I think about Joey Barton, but yeah, he's done a good job with Fleetwood. Yeah. And I know a lot of Portsmouth fans. You know, I went, I went uni down there, lived down there for four years. And um it'd be cool to have a fan base like that. Yeah. In like a top like just that rabid kind of like Pompey till I die fan base, you know, they're kind of like a I think even though they've not been on the same level for like years, they've they're still like a fundamental team in English football. Like how their influence over the years, like you know, you had like Thierry Henry playing them, and then he comes back out in a Portsmouth shirt where he's that touched by it. Uh, Jose Mourinho remembering the Portsmouth fans and how intense they were. Ronaldinho saying it was like one of the best grounds he's ever played on was. Um, was that Portsmouth? Yeah, Fratton yeah. Park. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they have a great legacy of football, and to see him go up would be really fucking dope. Yeah, but also you, you, I'm going to look on the relegation, and well, 
Okay, I, I can. I've got, I, I got a stat for this because it's the one team that's probably going to like feel a bit. I've got. Oh, I've got a um. So again, the Sky Sports article on these um ups and downs. Just this is quoting them. Yeah. The Sky. Tramway were perhaps the side hardest hit in the division. They were three points from safety with a game in hand when football was suspended. The Merseyside club would still have had to overcome a goal difference deficit to AFC Wimbledon if they'd won their spare game. But chairman Mark Palio says their decision to relegate will now have huge financial implications, estimating a one million drop in income from gate receipts alone. Yeah. Um... Out of the three that have been like relegated, Southend and Bolton were pretty much done. Yeah, they're, they're done and dusted, really. Sucks for Bolton. You know, Bolton were... Well, they did have a 12, 12 point deduction. And it, yeah. The club's pretty much liquidated. They're just, I, I, Bolton just should be just happy that they've still got a club, really. Mm. And whatever points deduction, yeah, you just got to bite your lip because you got to look at Berry and Berry. Look where they are now. They're, I, don't, I think they're in like the 13th league. So yeah, it's just, they are it's far down. So I've said this before, man. It's always a shame when like these teams, like not not, not so much Barry, but Bolton had like a good stint of like they had like a legacy in football, like in top flight at one point. And mm. Mm. I think to see them see them get like done like this with this bad, like you know, bad ownership, people who buy football clubs not knowing how to run football clubs, just like you know, it's. It's happened to loads of fucking teams, man. I think it happened to, you know, yeah, Bury. If you haven't watched it, watch the, um, I think, I think it's like Save Bury FC or something like that on Copa 90. Yeah. Heartbreaking documentary, like, really gets you behind the, um, Bury fan. Nottingham Forest talk about, like, when they had an owner come in and how his period of ownership was a fucking travesty. Like, he just, you know, financially mismanaged the club into the ground. Like, there's, it's happened a lot in these, like, to these teams. It's like, you just think, fuck me, man. Like, I'll, it, it's definitely one of the things, like, I've heard um, people say, like, two things you don't buy if you don't know the industries is a restaurant or a football club because it's such a specific, like, how to run and how to handle kind of situation. So, yeah, sucks for Bolton. South End, um, yeah, unfortunate for them as well. I don't know much about the South End team, so. Sol Campbell, that's it. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, yes, yeah, Sol Campbell's Sol team. Campbell okay, team, but. That's... Uh, that's all his fault for being shit. <laughs> well, uh, he, he did, he did, he had a big mountain to climb, really, so it's, he had to do what he had to do, really. It's It was a sinking ship, really. Have you seen these like videos though, in like pictures of him when he's managing South South End? Though he just looks fucking confused like all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you try, you try, you trying to uh, keep a club surviving, really. So it is confusing. Yeah. I will be really confused, and I have got no experience in that... football, so I don't know what he's so... thinking. But Tranmere, I, I do feel sorry for them. At the same time, if they did even play like a Berry. They're not. Their goal difference isn't gonna change, really. To be honest, not that much. No. Like, like, what? Well, they're minus twenty-four point goal difference compared to Wimbledon yeah. with thirteen. Nah, it isn't gonna. It's it's the right decision. Like, I know yeah. the financial implications coming from this, but listen, Tranmere had a nice FA Cup run. They beat Watford. Definitely, yeah. They beat Watford. They had, yeah. they played Man United at their home ground, so. 
This that was good. Well, well, 2020 was a pretty much a success for them. They they drew to Watford at Watford and they beat Watford at home. In that was wild. I think I think there was some weird pictures in this FA Cup, by man. Well, yeah, even being a Tranmere supporter, you just got to be happy that you beat Watford in the FA Cup and then you you managed to see Man United play at your home ground. So my is going to be. Gutted though. Ah, it is what it is. He's got. He's got. He's got. I. I feel sorry for any team who he has to ref in the next few few weeks. <laughs> it's just any other Mersey, Everton and Liverpool. If he if he, if he referees that match, so like, don't give a fuck. You 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 you're both the shittest Merseyside teams to me. Yeah. <laughs> Tram it till I die. Yeah, I, I reckon. Uh, I reckon. I reckon there's a good. There's, there's going to be a good odds about him sending off a few players. Actually, that should be a nice little <laughs> oh. bet. Nice little bet, bet Mike Dean first game. How many sending off? How many yellow cards? It would be. It'd be interesting to see how. But as I said, he, Mike Dean's a true professional, so he isn't. He is. He, he isn't is. going to be like that. But we are not suggesting that Mike Dean is corrupt at all. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> nah, he's not. He's not. Unless, unless you're Spurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For these playoffs, uh, who are you backing for the League One pr- promotion? Well, as we're ten miles away from Wickham, I'm going to support Wickham. Like it's the right thing to do. Like we still yeah. quite close to Oxford, but we're in a weird, yeah, we're, weird, we're, we're, we're in a right. weird catchment really because we're well, set. We're, well, our local team technically, like Slough Town, is the local local like team. National, yeah. National, yeah, National League South, and you have Maidenhead, who are only just National League, but. Wouldn't say we'd support Maidenhead. Reading would be the closest, I guess. But yeah, Reading. It's still twenty miles away. It's still quite a, yeah quite the, a trek. The weird, the weird thing of the spread is right because we're right near to Wickham, which is in Buckinghamshire. We're like closer to Wickham in a different county than we are from like Reading, which is it's, in our own it's, county. It's nuts. It's stupid, but yeah. But... And uh, then even even then, most people in South are fucking fans of a lot of the different London teams anyway. Just just because yeah. It's close, close enough to London. Yeah, but you, I, I take it you're going to be a sporting Pompey over these playoffs. Uh, I would like Wickham because yeah, fucking back in the Femois is amazing, and I think uh, well Josh Parker, who is um Slough born and bred, plays for that team currently. Yeah, I know it'd be cool to see. Yeah, it'd be cool to see like um yeah, Wickham, like a, a, a closer like team to the area, just getting that promotion, but. I know a lot of Portsmouth fans, and I think just because having Portsmouth in the championship, getting like a bit of momentum going to like where they used to be like so many years ago, would be really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, but get them closer and get them closer and closer to Southampton. Get get that derby back. Listen, if you're if 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 you're for, the Wickham owner, if you're listening. Um... We we don't mind doing some commentary for you for the next year. Um, hit, hit us up at Charlie and Lucas twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Hit us oh, up. God. Nice email for us. Hit us up. Please. Oh, you know we couldn't do that seriously. <laughs> we could. We could. Like imagine us two being commentators of the Wicker match. Here comes Akin Fenmar. Like, that would be sick. Fucking... But but we'll have to. Talk. Fucking... We can't. We can't be swearing or not. So fucking be... Steve McManaman and um. Fletch. Fletcher, yeah, Darren Fletcher. Yeah. Jesus. Right, right, moving on. Hey, what's Fletch? <laughs> moving on. Okay, so, yeah, that was us talking about League 1, League 2. Uh, interesting situation overall, but 
cool for the teams that still get promoted. Cool that that some of these some teams that have like got a chance to get promoted still with playoffs. So it'll be cool seeing what happens. Uh, next thing I want to talk about. It's not crazy crazy news, but I think it's something cool to bring up. Is the Prince William renaming the FA Cup final? Yeah, it's changed it to the Heads Up FA Cup final, I believe. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, uh, we'll check in that. if I'm if I'm gonna be yeah. totally serious, I think it's a, a, personally, I think it's fantastic for the men, uh, for well, making aware. I can't speak today. Mental health awareness. I think it's a fantastic avenue to go down to, and hopefully they're raising money for mental health awareness. But I don't. I think, think you and I both know people who suffer with like yeah, people, like yeah, like, yeah. They, they suffer with their mental health and stuff yeah, like that. So it, it's cool. it's really cool to see like it being focused on yeah. Football. This this day and age now, mate. It's mental he- me- uh, mental health is the biggest killer of people. It's something that years ago I don't think people people focused on yeah. too much. We've people... seen like both we've seen negative effects come from it. I always think of Paul Gas. Everyone for a long time just looked at Gaza as like bit of a piss head and stuff like that and the sad thing is really like i think when people didn't realize how bad he was coping with his sort of mental health and and stuff like that and you can't think of someone who like looked more into that back in the day and because the problem is he came in an area where it's like if you ain't fucking toughened up or anything like that they're just gonna look at you they're gonna they would write you off in it especially like these old school managers mm. and i always think it's a shame when you like you look at him and you think to see like, a player like that decline so much over the years physically because of his, his addictions and everything. And you just think if there had been some sort of more attempt to sort of not just send him to rehab constantly and watching him sort of come out and then fail again, but like actually like get him into maybe some sort of therapy and like looking into like why are you like this, there might have been a better chance of him staying sort of mentally healthy, being able to like hold down a job as a manager or something like that mm. but as i said i i think it's a great fantastic call to mental health awareness but in reality i don't think the fa cup should ever be sponsored i think you should it, you should never have f because fa cup is the league okay the league cup the caribou cup yeah that should be sponsored that should be emirates or whatever but i think this should always be like a charitable sponsor really that's why i like it like, like the thing is, it should be the British Heart Foundation FA Cup final. It shouldn't be no yeah. sponsor because it's because the FA Cup's so home homegrown and it's 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 the best. It, I, I like. I think it's the best cup in England by far. Well, Carabao Cup's a bit shit, anyways, but the Community Shield that's a bit shit as well. But FA it's Cup, FA, FA Cup's the most magical thing we've got in England. In like in any sport in England, and it should. It's it always should, the cool It should never. It should never be a, a promotion like the Emirates is stupid. It should yeah. always be a chari- charity sponsoring it or something from England. Emirates isn't even in England. Why are they sponsoring it? Yeah. Do you get me? Like, why on earth are they sponsoring an English competition? Uh, uh... I just like the idea that it's, it's a good cause they're promoting. It is it's a fantastic like cause. A, it's not a sponsored, like, no, deal thing. Like, and Because I think even with these sponsored things, it's always sort of like it does taint shit sometimes. Like, 
you know, like this, like, we, everyone keeps taking the piss out of Tottenham now, like, oh, you won the Audi Cup? Like, it's not, not a trophy, mate. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Prince Audi William, Cup. Prince William, fantastic idea. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think they should carry on. I think they should, every year they should be different. I think it should be, as I said, like the British Heart Foundation FA Cup or the Cancer Research. Cancer Research. Yeah, yeah, yeah should, man, it's always should, cool charities it, you can focus yeah, on. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's awareness for these charities. And I know yeah. you've got all these sports relief and that, but the FA Cup, I think more people watch the FA Cup than watch like, Sports Relief and that. I don't even watch Sports yeah. Relief. Of that. To be honest, it's not my cup of tea, really, to watch it. I'm not going to say nothing else about it. It's just I'm not interested in it, to be honest. I um, think I think mental health is a cool thing to start yes, with. If, we're going, if, we, if, we, if we do go down this route of promoting charitable causes, I think that's a really cool one. Like mm. Mental health is something I think is really important, especially in sports people where you're on, under such constant critis- like, uh, sure. critique like critique yeah yeah and you know sometimes fans can just be dicks about stuff and you kind of forget that like it's a real person that you're making fun of and shit like it's a bit well, I know that's like one of the like for all the flack he gets like in, with Jesse Lingard and stuff like that you also hear a lot of stuff about like how he just isn't coping that well with like he knows he isn't doing well and instead of people just sort of like you know, it's typical football fans it? not being supportive and just saying like, "Yeah, no, he needs to go." Boy, shit! And it's yeah. like it's not—he's still a person. He's still like a relatively young, young lad in it, man. Like, what he's, I mean, everyone says he's not that young anymore. Like, twenty-seven is still like a. Well, is he? Is he? Is he? He's, football terms, he's yeah, he's getting into his prime, supposed prime of his career in football. But you're still terms. like a young person. But yeah, he's still he's still a young man. He isn't in his thirties yet, and. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this this break has helped him and has helped a lot of players yeah. focus on mental health and everything. And I just, as I say, I hope, hopefully, it does go to a good cause and it's the you know, help mental health awareness is more aware in this country. I know it is now, but hopefully, it goes on a bigger, broader scale now. Yeah. Hopefully, other countries can adopt what we're doing and. Stuff like that, really. So, I, I I totally agree with it. I like what Prince William has done. I think he's it's fantastic. Very cool. Fantastic. All right. So, I guess the last thing to kind of talk about. Well, we, there's two that we can maybe talk about. They're both um, semi semi interesting and uh, kind of funny. So, I'm going to leave it to you. What you'd rather talk to, Lucas? I like, I like, well, we, we could fit in both, really, because... You want to fit in both? Well, these, these, two, these two subjects aren't really major talking points, really. We, like... All right, we'll start, with, we'll start with one that I think has come up a little bit. Um, it, this Newcastle takeover. Yeah. Kind of gone a bit on the quiet side of things, hasn't it? Yeah, I, well... I've been reading up, I don't know where, but I know this American firm actually have come in for a bid for Newcastle. So I think Mike Ashley's still taking offers. And with with the Saudi owners, the Premier League are doing their like CB, CRB check on them still. And it will be hard, it'll be hard to see them okay. get past that CRB check with the Premier League because you've got to remember... Shady, Shady Saudi money. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't but it's just 
it's just the way their country is at the moment. I'm not, as I say, I'm not, I'm only hearing off what I hear on the news. I'm not hearing, I've never been to Saudi Arabia. I've never really met anyone from Saudi Arabia. So I don't know what it's actually like, but it's, if, uh, what, what, what I hear on the news is it's still a country where it's... The okay, I only know this because I was watching up on this whole... Uh, in A lot of places have gone to Saudi Arabia like prior to lockdown because it was like a big money thing for like sporting events. The two that I'm particularly heard about was boxing and wrestling, like WWE. Boxing, uh, Eddie Hearn had the uh, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz um, second fight in Saudi Arabia. You and me watched it, and at the time, we're thinking, oh, sweet, this is going to be a decent time because it's like Saudi Arabia time. So we were like watching it like super early, and then we were able to go out and have a fucking few beers with the lads afterwards, which was really cool. Yeah. Hit the pubs up. But at the same time, it was one of them like, uh, yeah, like kind of a bit controversial due to the where it was, the money that was involved. And WWE was the same thing. There was like a lot of weird issues of like they had like the first one they did. There was like no women allowed on the show, and there was issues like they were like, yeah, we're not allowing women to like have. One of the performers is of Syrian descent. He's been very vocal, like a supporter of Syria and their causes. Saudi Arabia have had like a lot of issues with Syria in recent years. So there was fears for his safety. He was pretty much told, yeah, you can't go on the show. You like, he was just like, I'm not going on the show because there was worries for his safety. Yeah. And there was also just general issues of like the dealings between them WWE as a company and the Saudi, like I think the financial backers got it got a bit shaky at points because of agree like stuff was agreed that was agreed on wasn't delivered and there was issues with like I think the WWE like performers like getting out of the country after their most recent show like it was really it was sketchy you know what I mean like so financially yeah there's a lot of benefits like you bring in a shit ton of money but then there's also like you're dealing with some shady business people getting involved saudi government i think is involved at that point as well and that gets a little bit little bit you know sketchy at times yeah so there was like a lot a lot of general worry of, oh, okay yeah we're gonna get a lot of money but what what are we actually getting involved with mm. and i just i i just think that as I say, it 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 would have been done by now, really. If they yeah. if they were, I say, if it was from another, if, if it was as I say, if it was from another country where they their human rights are slightly better, I think it would have been done. But because it's Saudi Arabia, it's still up in the air. But as I say, this is from my point. Of, this is what I've been hearing on the news. I don't know how trustworthy the news is, but. This is what I've been hearing, so don't take into heart what I've just said. This is what I've been hearing and the reports I've been hearing. So it yeah. might happen, it might not. It's it's still up yeah. in the air. It's still up in the air. I don't know. I think we can't really like. Yeah, there's definitely like levels of shadiness, but like, I think that's for like most big sort of like financial backers in football. Like there is always something shady going on in the background, man. Like I don't. It's not like, you know, like there's always, 
not even like Mike Ash, he's like not his nose isn't the fucking cleanest thing, is it? Like he's kind of always been like a very like scummy like British businessman and stuff like that. The Glazers for us have always sort of been well financially you, dubious. You say you say that, but I like I had the same point of view as you, but when I think we're speaking to my dad and he said, Well, you just gotta remember that the Glazers have always been willing to spend. They've always been given the money to spend on players like look at Arsenal Arsenal have never been allowed to spend so much money and the Glazers we know Man United are in debt but the Glazers are still pumping out money to the club to buy players and try and make the team more profitable as it is it's just something every so often someone comes into football and wants to fucking spend money and it's then like it just leads to a big culture change in these clubs Exactly. You know, even like when Abramovich came in for Chelsea, all of a sudden Chelsea become this big spending fucking club. Yeah. Like a big, big spending club. You had... See. Yeah, well, I, think, I, I still think when the Glazers came in for United, it was a big deal because, like, we were always, like, a really good side, but it was very much like a pretty straightforward European-British homegrown side, right? And by the time of, like, the mid-2000s, where United's full-on in swing, we've developed, like, one of the best fucking international spread of players in the league. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It was like, and, there, and there was also players that were bought for, like, weird political reasons. I remember I talked to you about it before. Like, everyone thinks Park Jai-sung was the original Asian player signed for United. The original one was this kid, Dong Fang Zhao. Who he was the first Southeast Asian player, Chinese kids, signed to United simply so they could say we have signed the first fucking Asian player, get that get into that market. He never fucking played. I think he he spent most of his career on loan, and then they get Ji Sung Park and he actually had like experience in Europe, played for PSV Eindhoven, ended up being a proven footballer they could actually use, and then he became the megastar. This Dong Fang Zhao, who everyone thought was going to be like this big Asian superstar, faded into obscurity. I think once United released him, he might have played like a few matches like in Europe and then he just retired. And like at a relatively young age as well, which is more ridiculous. And even now City, we we always joke about it with like, you know, they they came in with a lot of money and bought a lot of good players like in a relatively short amount of time. <laughs> Whereas, but previously, if you told like anyone twenty odd years ago, like, oh yeah, City's going to be competing with United and Chelsea and Arsenal for like big fucking players, you'd be like, fuck off, mate. Mm. Mm. City. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, they do get this yeah. deal over the line before. I think someone will come in eventually. I, I just don't yeah. think Mike Ashley wants that fucking club. <laughs> I mean, it's been too much happening. I just feel sorry for the Newcastle fans, really. They've got to put up with his shit all the time. It's a bit embarrassing as a club, really. You, I'm, I'm, I'd be a bit embarrassed if I had that a dickhead of an owner, a scum. He's scum, mate. Scum. Scum. Sports scum. Direct, mate. Scum. Sports Direct. Scum, mate. Scum. <laughs> yeah. I have, actually, I have my own... I've never met Ashley, but I, I used to work for Sports Direct, and the way they treated me was awful, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> I fucking scum of the yeah, earth for yeah. that man. 
So, but on a final lighter, thing to... on a lighter note, oh. yeah, was, 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 yeah, final thing to talk about. This is kind of more of a banter one, but we found it funny. Some of the Premier League teams leading up to the restart have been playing friendlies with um with a couple of Championship teams. Well, so I think it's just a good warm up for both both sides to like you know get back into match shape. Liverpool played uh, Blackburn, I believe, beat Blackburn like six 0 Arsenal played two games. One against Charlton, who I think are currently in like the uh, relegations under the Championship, beat them six 0 Eddie and Keita got a hat trick. Really cool for Eddie and Keita. I think he's you know someone with a lot of promise going forward. Uh, however, they then played Brentford, who are currently in a promotion battle top of the championship and Brentford beat Arsenal 3-2 at the Emirates yeah any, any <laughs> thoughts on this um, it's concerning from an Arsenal point of view um, because you have Manchester City who Manchester City are levels above Brentford and uh, don't get me wrong it was a friendly and they did switch up most of their teams at half-time, but the first half, Arsenal were 1-0 up. And the second half, it went went all peaked on. David Luiz being David Luiz, doing something stupid. Well, this but, is what we were gonna. I was going to add, right? I don't think people would have been, like, found it that suspect had it been the best Brentford side against the best Arsenal side or, like, a... Subpar Arsenal team playing like all their young guys getting a run around. Yeah, but, both de- both half had decent teams out. They had like Premier League players well, out. Well, you say this, you say this right. The first half when Arsenal went a goal up, uh, Willock scored, and it was uh, a defence of I believe Mustafi and Pablo Mari. Yeah, or soccer in, as 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 the centre backs, and then you, and then you had Tierney and Bellerin as your Fullbacks, yeah, not a bad defence. Mustafi being, of course, what you'd assume the weaker link in that, right? Yeah, they, they then did. get to and and Brentford put on a team. I think out of the this infamous BMW front three who have been scoring bags of goals for an assist for um for Brentford, uh, Watkins, Ben Rama, and who's the M again? Mutambo, no Muembo. Muembo, Muembo, yeah, Brian Muembo. When I didn't play, I don't think, and Watkins and Ben Rama came off after the first half. Mm. When Brentford then go up 3-2, it's a lot of subs. And a lot of guys who wouldn't be regular scorers for them. Yeah. And David Luiz comes into this Arsenal defence, and what really hurts is because credit to him for doing it, I didn't think they would. They fucking showed the highlights on YouTube. I was, I was well surprised. I remember looking, I looked on, I typed in this game because I knew we were going to do record this for the podcast. And yesterday I part, typed it in on YouTube. I was shocked. And it was an Arsenal TV. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be funny, man. And what, I just think what, the, the, the comments are amazing, mate. Oh, fuck Arsenal yeah. fans are like in. I don't get it. How David Louise, is, I don't know why he's so expensive. Like why? Why no, is this guy, why is this guy? I've never rated him as a player. 
Honestly, I have never rated David Luiz as a player personally, but I don't know why right, teams when, are interested in him. There was there was like a lot of upside to him. I think as like a ball because originally there was like the thing of him being like a ball playing centre well, back. He, he was. I, I, he's a. He looked like a CDM, right? And yeah, and yeah, and what they sold Chelsea sold him for fifty million to PSG, and then he bought him back for this similar price. And you're thinking. How is this guy worth a hundred million? And these are just going from Chelsea, from Chelsea to PSG back to Chelsea, nearly a hundred million. I'm thinking the issue with him get the feeling with the Arsenal buyer for me was Chelsea didn't. Well, I thought he was going to stick around at Chelsea. There was the whole thing of like once Hazard left, they changed the. Uh, you know, they always have like the player on the Chelsea shop, like the big, the big sort of print over. It. Yeah, yeah. I think originally they changed it to David Luiz, and then it turned out he was leaving as well. Goes to Arsenal for like a bit of change, and I think the idea of him coming into Arsenal was the fact that their centre backs were either injured or just not good enough. Like Rob Holding was injured. You had a proven. You had a Mustafi. Yeah, yeah. Like Mustafi and Socrates have just not done the job together. Like it's they're just not collectively they are not a good pair. The theory with David Luiz was like, all right, if we bring someone with a bit of experience in, who's one star. We've got something there. Mm, mm. I think it's come out that David Luiz just doesn't have that same quality about him. That like, because he's always been like a bit cocky, like playing the ball out and stuff like that, like you know, dribbling it forward and shit. But his decision making overall has like, I don't know if it's just like you could say it's just straight up deteriorated over the years, but it's just not. It's not what you need as far as like when you're expecting this guy to come in. I think semi lead your back four. He didn't do the job. Oh, mate, he's just still making me laugh, David Louise, man. Like, this, so, I don't think so we'd be boring. like that fucked up. We wouldn't be this fucked up on it had they not shown the clip of him making the mistake. It's 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 incredible. And in general, it's just in general, it just looks like that team. I still don't think there's like I'm, a great amount of upside to them. I, I can as I can, far as the back four. I can see I can see City two 0 up in the first twenty minutes. Really, I could I just think picture that in my mind city being 2 nil up like what? kevin de bruyne loves playing against mate. arsenal oh mate like well, he, we... he loves playing against arsenal and he's probably licking his lips he's like this is a great first game back what's really? fucked up is the fact that when they played him the last time it was at the emirates after city went 3-0 up they just didn't care anymore fucking de bruyne's just like shooting like one the free kicks like hoping to get a fucking hat trick for like the fun of it he's like oh fuck yeah i might as well just go for a hat trick who cares there was no care about like playing effectively and like decisively winning. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking try and get me a trick for like a ban, like for banner. He was doing it for banner. There was no fear from that team of like Arsenal pushing them to like give it a go. It was insane. And I think now there's a lot of upside to that attack going forward. There's some players they brought in that are really cool. I think. Um, We've talked about how good Martinelli is, Reese Nelson, um, Eddie and Keeter. I think there's a lot of upside to him, especially because Lacazette's form wasn't that great. I thought he had a lot of potential to step up to the plate. Uh, Stacker, if they play him, move him onto the wing. I think there's a really good fucking uh, left winger in him. Even as a left back, he's done really well this year. But overall, they're straight up defence. It's very like Tierney, if he's fit, I think could be a really good play player for him. I rate Bellerin as sort of like a leader, as a player, and I know his fitness has always been in question. But 
he's got leadership qualities that I think in a team that there isn't like a lot of leaders, I think he has, he has something about him that could be good. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, like, like Gary Neville back in the day wasn't the most talented in the back four, but he had, he, he, he had leadership roles. He knew how to like read a game. I think Bellerin's got something, maybe not like, not, not, the not, the, talent. Not, not the Gary, not the Gary Neville of like, knowledge and enthusiasm no. Gary Neville had but it, I, I see what you come from yeah he's he's been around the club for a while well his uh, first game back first game back because um a boot uh, they, that draw with Chelsea where they came back from like a man down and stuff he scored the goal that one that got him the draw yeah and he, he was captain that match well it goes to, it goes to it goes to show that Arsenal need to address this point and they need a leader of the team. That's... He's got upside to him there. And I think what I really like... just doesn't help is this like... lack of fucking centre-backs. This defence itself is... Midf- midfield's a bit shaky, but the first thing you need to address is the centre-backs, man. Like Centre-backs that's... centre-backs mainly. That's what United did. Look what they've done. They bought Harry Maguire and our defence actually, and Wan-Bissaka, and they look solid. Like, Don't get me wrong, their full-backs are quite... Uh, are decent. They've got a lot of depth. Well, fullbacks. Are we're not strong. working our way. We're working our way forward. The main problem was always with the, the back four. We solid solidified the back four enough to like. I think it being decent well, enough. We were, we, for... was, we, were, we were second best team in goals conceded or clean sheet. It's one of them stats, but something ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It goes to show how one or two players can make a difference and that's what Arsenal need but yeah. on the point of going back on the the friendly congratulations Brentford um, it's great for Brentford it's great going for Brentford. into like going into like a championship promotion race yeah that's like a play great run. confidence yeah. boost for yeah and, we talk, and you and me have spoke praised about that front three for fucking yeah for ages a, now a while now so it is it is good to see the championship come back and hopefully Brentford are one of them teams that do get promoted. You just never know. The championship's so weird like that. But They've done well with like one of the smaller bigger like I mean that you know, they've they got a thing of like they're not one of the biggest in London. They're not the biggest fucking team in West, West London. London. Like you know yeah. what I mean? The, the the stadium was for like ever like this weird tiny thing with like four pubs on each side of it. Yeah, we're getting a new stadium now, but back then, I don't, you know, I don't think we saw that coming. Yeah, the manager has done an amazing job of like strengthening that team, like because the front three was really good. I think they've got a great centre back pairing currently, and even like the, that front three is like it's a rebuild in itself. The original M was uh, Morpay, who plays for Brighton, and I thought everyone thought when he was going to go, he left like being I think second. He might have been second highest scorer or something like that. I think he might have been just behind Pookie. Yeah, he was He was up there in goals. But... So they're probably thinking, oh, fuck me, man. We're losing, like, our main goal scorer. Well, you move Watkins in the middle, and Watkins has been a breath of fresh air in the middle. Like... Watkins is now, I think, tied with Mitrovic for mm. that goal, for that golden, golden boot in the championship. Yeah. Mm. And then Ben Rama and... Um, uh, Wembo. Moembo have both provided like um, a lot of goals and a lot of assists. Yeah, they're, the they're, spread, they're, they're Premier League players. players. They're, they're, they're Premier League players, which we should do a topic. We should do a, a topic on which players from championship the championship. Championship players should get in the Premier League. Well, yeah, which championship players do you think could 
play well in the Prem. So, it, as I said, it would be an interesting last nine games in the Championship cool. and in the Premier League. So, it's going to be exciting. But a little shout out to our next podcast topic. Um, what me and me and Bossman Charles are going to be doing is we are going to be doing uh, predictions as the Premier League is coming back on Wednesday. Um, me, myself, and Charlie, we're gonna do. We're gonna try and predict the games, and we'll 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 get it more in depth in the podcast. But that's what's coming up, and now football is returning. Thank God, um, we have a lot more to talk about. Um, it's gonna be less of the fantasy stuff we've been talking about over the past few weeks, as football hasn't been on, and yeah, we've been starting doing podcasts. Yeah, the weekly updates are probably going to switch into, like, uh, with, like, the amount of fixtures happening, we will probably be discussing a lot about, like, maybe, like, matches the day after, like, because we tend to record these on, like, Thursday, Friday sort of time. Yeah. So we'll probably watch the... It, it might be a situation we'll watch the Wednesday fixtures, talk about them on the uh, update as, like, an intro kind of thing, and then we might talk about some other little news things that have happened throughout the week. But overall... uh. That's been the weekly update. Thank you, Lucas, for joining me. Pleasure as always, my friend. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, you got this to come out soon. Uh, you have that Premier League prediction to look forward to. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Listen to us on Spotify. We're now on Apple on the iTunes. So, yeah, yeah, give, yeah. That a, give yeah, give give us a listen on any uh, platform you currently use. And, uh, yep, I've been Charlie. Uh that's been Lucas. We've been left back on the bench podcast and thank you very much. Have a nice day. Peace.